influential in the movement. And then as time went on, we found out that Mark's abrasive personality was also causing havoc within his church. Lots of the staff he led uh, felt abused and used by the way that he functioned. That is not gospel-centric. Mark's content was still fantastic, but his conduct was not. And so we started watching that and going, this is not gospel. This is not gospel. Then we found out that Mark, uh, as he became more of a celebrity, he took some missteps in the way that he handled that celebrity status, the way he handled his books, things that he did to try to get books on lists that they didn't belong on so he could manipulate the system. And we all went, that's not gospel-centric. Your content is still gospel, but your conduct is not. And so I watched the movement we're a part of do something that I was so proud of. They went to the founder of the movement who had funded the movement from the beginning and they said to him, as long as your conduct is not gospel centric, then we cannot have you part of this movement. And they asked him to step out with his church. I know the guys that did that, they wept over that decision. And I mean that sincerely. But despite weeping, they did what was right. When your leaders are not living the gospel, then like Paul opposed Peter, you oppose them until they repent. And Acts 29 stood in opposition to Mark and said, until we see repentance, you are no longer part of this movement. It was hurtful, it was difficult, it was right. Now we don't pull his content from everything because his content is gospel-centric, but his conduct removes him from the story until such a time that he stops acting hypocritically. This is what we must do. If we're gonna be in this guarding the gospel, we must stand up against our strongest leaders if they are not living the gospel in conduct, even if their content is sound. But we have not got the luxury that we can stop there. We live in a global society and thousands of voices are accessible every day. So we must guard the gospel, not just here in our church setting, not just in the movement, but we must guard the gospel in the larger context of worlds we're not even part of. We do not have the luxury to sit around and say, yeah, I'm not, I've got nothing to do with that world, so I'm just gonna let those guys play the way they play. If there are people teaching a gospel that's twisted, we must take a stand on that. And, and the stand must be one of two ways. Either if we have the space to confront, like Acts 29 had with Mark, we must confront. If we don't have that space because we have nothing to do with those people, they're just a face on the internet for us, a podcast we listen to, then we must do what Paul did with the influential leaders in Jerusalem that were bringing a falseness to the gospel. He said, I paid no attention to them. I gave them no space in my head. I did not submit to their teachings. I said, no, you don't get to speak to me. And we must do that. There are, in our cultural context, some very popular gospels floating around. And they are not true gospels. They are dangerous gospels. And we must know what 